What is this? It's obviously a very good league. This is podcast. It's the only show on earth about neighborhood soccer. Soccer started. Yeah. Soccer started. I wonder where 10 years went. Indie City Football Live. Brought to you by Turkettis in Indianapolis. Cole and Shelby Street, Jason Chisholm, and Carrie Birch are the Pot Squad! Indie City Football Live. The podcast. Wow. Live. Live. Have you guys thought about my advertising technique anymore? I thought about just getting a giant banner that says, Hey, did you know we have a podcast? Also follow us on social media and just like putting links to ICF and ICF Live. We could QR code it. X's. What's your account called on X? Your Uh, X? I don't know. I don't have it. I don't. Oh, like your username? X name. That just. Yeah, no. I've done exit, so. Reminds me of like the, what was it? Like mid 2000s, the extra, extra. Why was I just thinking about extra? I don't know. Oh, because I heard it's it on a podcast. ICF underscore live. Well, they don't need to know. You guys know. You're here. The podcast. We need new people, which I was Yeah, thinking, that's what I'm saying. Like a giant oh. banner that says... Do we hey, have you seen ICF underscore live guys, or serious, billboards are not that expensive. Indie City Football? <laughs> I do like the idea of a billboard. Let's make a banner for the game. Some craft time. I don't want ransom note vibes. I'll paint a sheet. So we're doing Ooh, a TIFO style? TIFO. Not TIFO oh. ads. Not as full as a TIFO. Two TIFOs. It's going to be like a quarter TIFO. A TIQUO. TIQUO? I thought about what does does TIFO stand for something? Everyone looked at me and I don't know. I am sure it does. It was one of my Carrie learned soccer words the first season, so I should know, but I do not. Mm. I was I th- thinking about just hanging out at the front um, when everyone comes in or leaves and just asking them, do you listen to the podcast? Why not? And then why? You shouldn't say that. Or you should why not? go, hey, do you want to listen to my podcast? I'd be like, fuck no, man. <laughs> every time I think of TIFO, I think of TIFU of today I fucked up. So oh. now it's today I fucked off. Oh. oh. I don't know. Lisa, have you learned anything? Today I found oxygen. Still looking. Oh. Today I found oxygen. <laughs> Still looking. Today I footballed outside. Oh. Mm. Very good. Okay, while well, we're looking. Bars. Let's get into the App Properties League One scores. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) Jason, you're the one that has it up on your phone, so why don't you do it? it. (laughs) Let me see here. I got to sort through this. We can do it popcorn style. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Irvington FC one over Sporting Heron Wharton, seven to three. Okay. Hallville CD and Meridian Custle United drew. 2-2. Two, two. That's a big result for both teams in different ways. I I agree. <laughs> um, Mapleton FC over Martindale AFC, 3-1. Riverside City over Mass Ave United, 3-0. And I believe this was a forfeit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Real Fletcher Place and Bates Hendricks FC, 2-2 two, two draw. TIFO does not stand for anything. Oh. It is just a Italian word. For? 
for a choreographed display in which fans in a sports stadium raise a large banner together and simultaneously hold up signs together that forge a large image. That's it. Specific. I love when other languages have specific words for the most obscure settings. We do not. Okay. Of those games, the one I want to talk about first is Heron Morton's defeat. Not because it's Heron Morton, but because that is starting to get into territory with them where they're going to have not that much space to bounce back and to stay up from League Two. I didn't hear. No, I don't. I don't (laughs) miss the whole thing. Guys, it was a good, compelling question. No, it was. And Um, I'll just, don't worry. I got it. I got you. I got you. We won't. What I was going to say is, I. Valid. Um, yeah. What I was going to say, well, no, not what I was going to say. What I did indeed say um, was I want to talk first about that Heron Morton game against um, Irvington because I would like to look at the numbers and have someone who can do math, so not me, tell me if we got to start getting into scenarios with, with Heron Morton's ability to not be relegated. Mm. And that, I think, is something for Cole when he gets here. Cool zone can, of food uh, run, but also we, that might be in our texts from Cole. For you the know weekend. what? Also, I was supposed to get my laptop out so I could access uh, data. Oh, yeah. So let me do that, and then we can, you know, right. pretend like we know what we're talking about. Echo pause. Discovery four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. All Back right. with the data. Uh, have we made it all the way through the scores, or did we really interrupt no, the process? We are, we are all the way through the scores, and Carrie okay. asked a very intriguing question. Which you'll have to ask for a Again. third time. Why not? Third time's the charm. Maybe you'll get answered this time. <laughs> a tough loss again for Heron Morton against Irvington. I think you said seven to one. Seven three. Seven three. Better, but not great. Um, but I want to see the implications statistically of of Heron Morton and how they can still stay up if they can, or what needs to happen scenario wise here on out. Discovery, go at throttle up. Three, two. One zero zero and lift off. But that looks like it's so, the most updated. But this is probably last week. Yeah. It was week seven games, so wait. Lift off of mission forty one D, the first flight of the orbiter discovery, and the shuttle has cleared the tower. So yeah. Well, I remember seeing the <laughs> Just do two eight. How many games have we played this year? I have to be in orbit. Discovery Houston, press to ATO. Okay, so it is week eight. No, because the soccer points don't count. Okay. This is just, this is a, the, like an internal standings Got thing. It. Got it. Why? So we can see Over? Welcome oh. to Spreadsheets oh. with Indie City Football Live on Perfect. Microsoft I believe, Excel. Uh, can you believe I work Google in tech? <laughs> I believe Carrie's question had something to do with how Irvington beat Heron Morton. Uh, the implications. Do I need to ask it a fourth time? Maybe. Because so I will. We're on the right area now. Indy City Football is an adult rec soccer <laughs> league with a good citizenship twist. 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 In order for earning points or wins and draws, teams also earn points by being good neighbors. To us, that means volunteering in your community, donating items, giving blood. Blood. Taking responsible transit to and from the games, and attending after parties at our generous sponsors. Sponsors. So what... You're missing if you've lost track because this question has lasted forever. Um, is I asked once again um, what the implications are for Heron Morton after this loss. Great question. 
my answer to your question with another question <laughs> is how many games do we have remaining? For Sporting Hare and Morton, two, since they play us in the Interleague Showcase the Beautiful. last week of the season. Okay, so we can, let's go ahead and go through week eight standings for League One. Mm -hmm. Fair, good idea. Yeah. Really jumped the goose there. Yeah, because that will help contextualize, because then I can goose. start, well, I was going to say we can kind of keep all the League One talk together. And then we can jump into like who does spirit sporting here on morning play in the next two weeks. I swear we have a plan every week going into the podcast about what we're going to talk do we? about. Do we? No, I we do not. And we're like, oh, oh, well, Jason has a hardly legible post it. I have, no, I just have it listed. Does that say s'mores? S'mores. Oh, s'mores. Mm. Okay, so standings for League One as of this week. Top of the table, still Riverside City, about 22.7 points. Unreal. Mm. Beautiful. Love to see those ICF points. Love a good decimal. Following decent amount behind as far as top of the table goes. Mapleton with 18.1 points. So I mean that's a that's a four plus point gap. We've got MKU 16.9. We've got Real Fletcher Place with 13.2. Super close behind them now. Irvington FC 13.08. That's really close. Drama. Decimals, man. Uh, and then we see another kind of gap. Hallville with 9-9. Nine, nine. Pogues, 9-1. Sporting here on Morton, 7. Mass Ave, 6. Bates Hendricks, so now we're into relegation zone. Bates Hendricks, 5.78. Martindale, 5, even. Martindale. <laughs> Martindale. Martindale. Sorry, the, child, the baby is, we're not laughing at you, Martindale. The baby is screaming in the basement and my sister-in-laws are screaming back at him. So you just hear, ah. It's uh. <laughs> unreal. Um, Martindale in relegation zone for the first time, right? No. 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 So they were top of relegation zone. <laughs> this is where we start to approach math Basically, and I lose them interest. And Bates, uh swapped the bottom two. Okay. A draw this week. And so who we need to start looking at the schedule for those bottom three or four going forward. Right. I have going it. forward. So Give me two seconds. I have it all in one doc. League analyst. I was gonna say Kyle that was my eventual goal was to get um Did I say Arnaki? Arnaki? Arnicky? Carnacky. Don't okay. touch it, Jason. She, they're talking about laptops, by the way. Looking at the teams Hello? near the bottom. I feel like an old reception. Near the Hello? drop. Mr. James can't come to the office right now. <laughs> Look, I don't even know how to follow that one up. Indy City Football Live. We had such the high, podcast, such high hopes going into this podcast for us to keep it together and be efficient, and for it to be good again. Anyway, um, looking at teams uh, near the drop, nine-ish points and below. So starting with U Hawville at nine point nine, uh, no game. That's the University of Hawville. <laughs> bum 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 bum. Um, Are they in the Big Ten? Discuss. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, we yeah, have to well. talk about how many teams from Indy City Football are joining the Big Ten. Um, 
Difficult remaining schedule. Only two games left for Hawville. Uh, they have their friendly this week against Near East. And then Mass Ave and Riverside. After that, looking at Atletico Pogue's run, uh, not an easy uh, road for them. Real Fletcher Place, who are in the top four in League One. Sporting Heron Morton, who want to stay out of relegation. And... Martindale, who also want to stay out of relegation. So that's actually a really exciting end of the season for those bottom, Mm -hmm. let's call it four. Yeah, and it gets even more exciting because Mass Ave would be the next one. They play Martindale, Hawville, and Bates. Two of those teams in the relegation zone, one just out of it. And then finally, or there's two more few more. Bates plays Riverside, Mapleton, and Mass Ave. So two teams at the top, one team in the relegation zone. Martindale plays Mass Ave, Atletico Pogues Run, and Real Fletcher Place. One team in the top four, two fighting to stay up. And Sporting Heron Morton, friendly the last week of the season against Southside, and then Mapleton towards the top, and Pogues who are towards the bottom. So we're going to see a lot of things shake out over the next couple of weeks. You points to give. Have points made to get. More exciting end of this season on the schedule at the beginning if we tried. No, I think unreal. Thank you. League One starting to seem interesting. Like it's been that way for a while. It now. has, mm-hmm. but you've got so you've got the big, the kind of breakaway at the top, but then really when you get to the middle. There's a lot of contention mm-hmm. in the middle for who's going to end up near the top of the table and who's not. And then you've got that really fun situation down at the bottom. A game that I'm looking at. Well, we're, are we talking about next week's games yet? We sure can now. Great. Let's do it. Um, one game that I like, I'm like. i looking at highlighting on the schedule is the Riverside City versus Bates Hendricks FC. One versus ten. Bates Hendricks is a very good team from yeah. what I saw last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, how they'll do against Riverside City, but Riverside City could easily overlook them on their way to a potential perfect season. I would love to see if Bates could uh, spoil that. Is it a perfect, perfect season? No perfect, draws either? Perfect. Oh, shit. Yeah. How was I not alerted to that? I don't know. We've only said it a few times it's today. Cole doesn't join the podcast anymore. Otherwise, he would have pointed out like three weeks ago. I know. This is when I said I really enjoyed having Cole on the podcast. It was mostly selfish because I was like, I don't yeah. know what's going on now. Not fair. Um, are we going to reduce uh, schedule for next week or we want to do League Two? No, we can go ahead and just all do League One. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Why yeah. not? Keep going through upcoming games. So Jason highlighted the 1v10. I think super interesting third place MKU versus fifth place Irvington. A win for Irvington is going to put them just behind MKU. Literally a what? difference of like ICF points. A depending on what happens with like Real Fletcher Place, of course. A but. team that made it into League One on promotion last year only because of the Garfield AC upset against Intermonon. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, and I Good job, Irvington. Amazing. Irvington had some struggles at the beginning of the season. They had some struggles getting some people. Um they ended up uh, obviously putting together a really formidable team. Um bush break. But you've got two teams that were promoted in the top five in League One. So it shows League Two teams, you can compete. I forget For sure. all the time that MKU was promoted because they are just 
insane. So unreal, right? And such different trajectories for those three teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have Bates, who just like we talked about last week, just plowed over everyone all season, promoted in contention for relegation this year. You've got Irvington, who started slow, is ending really strong. MKU, who's been strong really all season. Um, unreal. This is what promotion and relegation is about. This is our first full year really doing it, and wow, it did not disappoint. Knock on wood. Go on, Shelby. All right. We've got a number eight sporting Huron Morton versus number two Mapleton FC. I think Huron Morton's still low on the table. They've had some recent roster changes. But very formidable still. That's the thing is when they do show up and they play a game, I mean, Mm -hmm. they're scary. So this could be... Really good. I think they could easily take away three points from Mapleton. Mapleton's sitting right now two, with a gap of you know four, four and a half points behind you know, Riverside and with City. With Bates playing Riverside City, I mean, this could be a great chance for Mapleton to close mm-hmm. that gap. I'm saying right now, because Mapleton still has not returned the Commissioner Trophy, the Commissioner's <laughs> Cup Trophy, that they've disguised and pretended it was not the right one. And we don't play them, so we have no chance to win it back. I'm rooting for Heron Morton here. Oh. Ooh, that's a first. Also, we haven't pointed out these teams are geographically neighbors. Mm-hmm. They are. Which I, I love one of those matches. But, you know. Truman, why do you hate the podcast? You might never hear it again, but I'm I'm going for Heron Morton in this game. Wow. Uh, I can think of another time. Um, but. <laughs> haven't. He- you have to edit that, that one. That one hasn't come up yet. Um, next game on our list, uh, Atletico Pogues run, number seven, taking on Real Fletcher Place, number four. This is a game. This is a game. Period. Is a game. That was my only statement. No, this is a game. I do think we're starting to see some of the Pogues coming back from injury. They had a very tight game last week against, yes, a friendly from League Two, Old Speedway City. But they were on the uh, field next to us, and it seemed like a high-energy game. It seemed, again, 2-1 as a score is not bad. We don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about because we haven't talked about that yet. Whoops. Um, spoiler alert. We're rewinding it back to there. Anyways, I think that this could be the week we really see the Pogies pull out a nice upset. Yeah. I know that Fletcher Place is really, really good. Um. We'll just see what happens. I just have a gut feeling. I, I think it's going to be Fletcher Place. It could be the leftovers I just ate that are causing that gut feeling, but I don't know. Yeah. The pogies need one, whether it's just a, a draw or, or win. Um, the draw could, would be huge for mm-hmm. the pogies. Whatever they or can get to build on. They just stop everything they're doing and get relegated. Change up the game plan. Well, if they do... You guys, say, we're going to go down and we're going to shit on everybody. Depending on what happens, they could play Martindale last week of the season to decide who goes down. Due to medical and logistical reasons, um, Katie Burge is not with us this week, but I'd like to remind everyone that she will be with us to talk about George Pogues and his history and why it has ties to Garfield Park, but also she's going to talk about something that the Pogues want to propose to the league in terms of protocol but i'm oh. not going to spill the beans on it so we'll have to wait till next week to find out more about We're what really that is excited. Yeah. come back to- um, get well soon katie but you know i i don't have anything else than that if you don't have anything else then how about this 
last at properties league one matchup a perfect bum, bum, bum. segue from a perfect person we've got a nine versus 11 mm. mass ab versus martindale so these teams are only uh separated by one point wow and neither of them submit icf points mm -hmm. so and mass ab is having trouble now again getting people so mass ab gets three points they're up to nine total Martindale gets three points. They're up to eight total. I would say I don't think either of them are statistically out of relegation zone with a win this week. Mm -hmm. But it's a really good step in the right direction. I mean, after this week, Mass Ave is 2-0-5, Bates 1-2-4, Martindale 1-2-4. Both have played seven games, so they've already both mm -hmm. had their interleague showcase I'm going to say it here. Whoever wins this game is not going to get relegated. I is that mathematically that true? So mathematically, no, but I think just from the win perspective of jumping up to potentially three wins for Mass Ave or two wins mm -hmm. for Martindale. Now, if I'm on I, one of these teams and I'm listening, what's something else I can do to make sure I don't get relegated? Let me fucking tell you, <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> fucking AKA tell me, Shelby. <laughs> listener at home. <laughs> Submit some ICF points, which we'll talk about some opportunities to do that later. They're coming. They've uh, been here all season. But that's like literally it. Like, you know, some fun social points, some mm -hmm. transit points. Surely you got some couples on your team that are driving to the game together because they live together. We had five people in my Subaru last week for the game. Or you oh, do wow. that. It was yeah. hot. It was uncomfortable. We also had the water cooler and a table, but we got those transit points. <laughs> or maybe, you know, you live on... Massachusetts Avenue, and you're like, wow, Coons isn't that far away from my house. Mm -hmm. I could just bike there. If you say Massachusetts Avenue and it's full, you have to say I have to bicycle there. <laughs> Them's the rules. <laughs> Them's the rules. <laughs> I have to bicycle there. Um, but looking at the standings, like each team, one would be on nine if they win, one would be on eight, and ten is starting to feel like a magic number to where you're going to feel safe. So yeah. it's a magic if Martindale number. wins, they're a little further off that. Well, if Mass Ave wins, they're super close. Yeah. So. so Pod Squad got some math homework to do. Well, not uh, all of us. Some of us. <laughs> uh, it's probably me and Kyle is what it's sounding like. I'd uh, like to opt out of the math, please. <laughs> which Kyle is really good at this. I'm just too nosy to let him do it by himself. Um, so we'll get do it. some math homework uh, and get back to you next week. I think also after these week nine games, like we've only got what, two more regular weeks after that? One for some teams. One for some teams. So yeah, you guys, uh, Southside, Garfield, you guys is in Garfield, Southside is included in that. We play our interleague the very last week of the season. So Same. Nope. No. We play Intermonon. Yeah, yeah, Don't you, look at me like that. You didn't even play Intermonon. Um, the rumor has it some of Southside will not be playing and are friendly to watch your game. Yeah. <laughs> due to possible implications. We'll talk about it later. But oh, regardless. Fuck. Are we ready to talk about At Properties League 2? I guess. I feel like I'm going to throw up now. Yeah, let's move on. Again, could still be the leftovers. Could be. At Properties League 2. Bum, bum, bum. Scars. I don't have it up. The it's scars. right there somewhere, so. I don't think it's in here. This has standings and uh, upcoming games. I don't think this one was updated. No, this one was not updated. Another thing we're gonna have to We've got. At Properties League <laughs> Thank you. 2. Sporting White River. 
bounced back from their loss to Intermonon last week, 6-1 over Near East United. Now, I saw some cards go out in this game. Does anybody have any insight? I was playing on the field next to it. I was sweating a lot. There was hair in my eyes, so no, I didn't see this. I heard some spice coming from that field. Really? Yeah. Sporting White River? Spice? I know. You are all shocked. You, spice. You can't think it'd be coming from any you. There's no way. Not going to lie, more of the spice was coming from Near East. So oh. I don't know what happened. I'm going to text my friends and get some insight. Give me some gossip. Southside Soccer Club, two. Upper Downtown, one. Yeah. It was it was a fun game. Um, Rematch of last year's semifinals. Yeah. And... Um, Shout out to Jenny for taking an elbow to the head and bleeding. I have an update picture <gasps> from her. Are you okay, Jenny? wrapping her head and coming back into the game. Um, so worth mentioning, when Upper Downtown started, they only had one woman on mm-hmm. the field. Yeah. Jennifer Jenny. Shorter. <laughs> uh, shortly after. Shorterly woman, after. Shorterly after a second woman came on. Uh, their third woman did not show up until about seven minutes left in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh Took her time. This is Jenny now. Oh, she still like looks so beautiful yeah. with an eye wound. That's what Took I told it. her. I was like, I've never seen you with your hair down, Jenny. You look she looks absolutely glamorous. beautiful. I was like, I only see you in braids. It's like, this is so exciting. Jenny. In braids, but like glamour You're a gorgeous queen. lady. And she's got those like braid waves. Oh, Jenny, you're just a gorgeous lady. An update from my friends on NEU. Weren't there this week, but yes. <laughs> no deeds. Um, Jenny, how's she doing now though? Fine. Yeah. Uh, her and Zach went to Cleveland this weekend. Um, okay. So they have been traveling. I think it bruised more than she expected it to. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, I think I'm good. I walked home from downtown and got bagels along the way. Oh, bet. I think, yeah. So she's, she's chilling. I didn't realize that she messaged me and asked me more questions about my life. So shout out Jenny. I'll respond to you now. But yeah. And a couple more antidotes from that. Uh, one upper downtown's goalkeeper. Insane. Dude was all over the place. Who is it? Left, I thought it was right. Zach, and it's not Zach. Nope. I don't know who he is. He was in a hat, goalkeeper oh, in a beautiful. hat. Um, dude was going crazy. Why not? In the best way. Um, and then my personal favorite moment of the game was when I jumped up for a header and just kind of slightly collided heads with one of the upper downtown players, and we both came down and we were like, "Oh," but we were both fine. And he looks at me and goes, "Bro, I just felt your thoughts," and then <laughs> took off back down the field. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was a fun game. Good game. Intermon intermonon over old North United two one. It was a big one for the promotion. Yeah. Wow. Also not surprised that that game was so close. Two very good teams. Two very good teams, both fighting for that one of those three spots. I think Intermonon, not mathematically clinching, but doing very well for their chances. Getting very close. We had uh, Carrie, FC Found Square, Midtown. What happens in those games? I don't know. We, there was a lot of yelling. The commissioner was involved. Um, we could not tell what happened, but there was a man in a gray CCA shirt who was arguing with Jordan. Like I, I said in the chat, that's all you need to know. I know, but here's the other thing is it was unclear to me which team he was playing for. Also, as a third point of reference, I noticed during the game that Greg Fields, who played for Garfield last season and lives in Garfield Park, 
I'm pretty sure I saw him on the sidelines for Midtown, but I hadn't seen him any other weeks, and I'm confused why he's not playing for us. Maybe he didn't want to. Maybe it wasn't him. And then I got distracted by the fighting, and then I'm still unclear of what happened, but it was pretty dramatic. Like, there was a lot of yelling. Jordan got involved. There were sour grapes, but I honestly do not know. What do you think the score was, though? Uh, Fountain Square, Midtown. 4-2. No? Well, no, it's the score that Fountain Square and Midtown always have. Oh, they went to PKs. 2-2. Two, two. They did? 2-2. Two, two. So no, no PKs because no PKs. it was a regular game. But they still but they tied. Still yeah, they still is tied. that the third time in a row Something for three like years? Yeah. Which is hilarious because going into this game, they were in ninth and 10th place. So like these are truly two of the most evenly matched teams I this think you is could possibly fascinating. have. How frustrating. What? Please let me know. How pissed are you What's to it? always tie a team? Oh, I, I thought you meant me. Livid. I was like, I'm not pissed at all. I think that's incredible. No, I'm someone. On, Andy, tell me what's up. How mad are you? Probably not because Andy's pretty chill. Well, last game we have is Carrie. No reason to be mad. Garfield AC over Broad Ripple City. You How guys? about that Two one? Two to one. What a game. Um, earlier this season, I think, and we had talked about it before we matched up, that I thought Southside was our closest match just in terms of like gameplay, skills, and then you guys hosed us on a hot game because your average team age without Burton is like 24. <laughs> <laughs> Our average teammate is disrespectful. No, but I think that that just means you guys are better at handling heat. Um, what I learned is that Broadwell is a similar age uh, breakdown as Garfield AC. It was a really close game back and forth. We scored. They scored pretty early. It was a bummer. Um, and then we scored. And then we scored again. And we couldn't believe it. Um, shout out really to the whole team. Some special shout outs from the bottom of my heart. Haley Boer, she won the Heart of the Bear Award, which, as you know, I just give gummy bears to people. Um, she played, like, a really sick defensive game and kept... Oh, also, we didn't have our goalie. Liam was out of town. Chopay, our main... Also, one of our main defensive monsters, um, he played goal for us and did an incredible job. I was say, is he, like, foregoing your games to ref other games? That was the rumor two weeks ago, but I... Because I saw he, him refing again this week, I'm pretty sure, and I was like... Shelby, no, so we doing? played the second. We finally played a 740 game, only okay. our second one all season. Refing has been very difficult. If you know how to referee a game, please, please. Please. You guys, please. when I saw Jason refing a game when I pulled up, I was like, Not nobody's good. happy with this situation. No. Um, anyways, it was a really good game. The Broad Rebel team, very good. We had a blast playing them. It was a fun game. Um, there was There were two balls kicked over the fence and into the road across the street. Mm. Um, one was immediately hit by a car and deflated. Oh, in like dramatic, like nineties kids movie fashion where we're all on the sideline going, Oh fuck in slow motion. Um, the other one seems to be okay, but it was a good game. A very talented broad ripple team mm -hmm. again, would not be surprised if they end up moving up. We see them again in two weeks, um, for cup play. Half of us thought it was a cup game and half of us did not. Um, so we kind of thought we were advancing in the cup and some of us didn't think so. But then as it turns out, this was the regular season game. I will take the points anyway. Um, everyone played really well. And other shout outs. I forgot. Uh, David Higgins has still not won a heart of the bear award. Um, even though he gives his all every game and did some pretty incredible stuff in that game. Nate, sick stuff. Chopay, sick stuff. Kelly, you had so many close shots and one's going to go in soon and you're just killing it out there. Everyone else whose name I didn't mention, you also did great. Bailey, 
your socks were cool. You looked awesome in your fresh kit that finally came in. Now I feel like I've said almost everyone's name, but I'm not going to, like, we're done. Anyways, good job, Garfield. Good job, Roderable. A great, great club. Um, oh, you're so good. Let's run down those at properties, league two standings. Quick pause, because we have already talked about all the games that happened. Tell me about our interleague showcase presented by at properties. Just no, kidding. Now. Shut your mouth. No, I want it now. Okay. No, I want it now. I don't have the information. I want oh. it all. The app properties leak to... Nope. You don't have to sing it. I have it saved. <laughs> Both leagues. Showcase. The showcase. Um, yeah, it was Atletico Pogues Run and Speedway um, battling it out. Orange versus yellow. You need yellow to make orange. But orange is the one that prevailed two to one in this game. I mean, some would say that if you mix yellow and orange, you just get a different orange. So yellow, orange, still orange, the orange, Predom- predominantly orange. Very happy for orange. Speedway. Mm-hmm. Very tough loss for the Pogies. A tough loss for the Pogies, but I wish you could have heard the way they cheered when they scored that goal. Did they make it three without anyone getting hurt? Jeez. Unknown. Well, Katie and Kenny were both at home with COVID. Does that count? That was not soccer. <laughs> that was not soccer related. We'll count it as a win. See so you guys back on the pitch this week, you two. You'll All bet. right, continue on. Interleague showcase presented by At Properties. League two standings. League At Property League two standings. Let's run it down. Top of the table, Inter Monon, twenty two and a half points over twenty two and a half points. Wow, that's insane. So, I think interesting comparison. They're at twenty two. Point five eight zero Riverside top of League One twenty two point seven seven one. <gasps> wow, super close. Good job, Intermonon. Um, yeah. Should oh, we start at the fun. end of every season? the The top team of League One plays the top team of League Two. No. Okay. Well, also I would the watch top it. of League One or the top of League Two is going to get promoted. Oh, so yeah, I, as could. a showcase game, though, I mean ah. a preview for what's up for next season. Talk to Cole. He it's does like the a scheduling. community shield. Community. Um. All right. Second place. I'm just moving on. Second place, our beloved Southside Soccer Club. Woo! Nineteen point eight points. Second. Second. We just moved Highway up this week. Highway to promotion so zone. So places with Broad Ripple City. Thank He's you, sitting Carrie. in third at 17.7 points. I worked very hard in that game. I do not. Yeah. Um, we put out a call for league gossip, and Chopay asked to talk about how Southside is going up, in his words. Um, Shut the fuck up, Chopay. <laughs> but we're in second. Whew. I mean, at this rate, we're going up, especially, you know, we only, I mean, there's a lot up in the air. We'll talk mm-hmm. more about games to come. Yeah. I think... The interesting factor, we only have one more real game. So we have already two. played eight games. Oh, we have two more yeah. real games. Us and Monon both have two more real games. Who, who has and the games in hand? Everyone below us but Near East. So it's fewer people who don't have games in hand because there's only three weeks remaining. So three out of the 11 have played eight games and it's one two and eleven in league one it's team in third place six and eighth oh that was still that have not a game in hand 
Fascinating. Fascinating. All right, so those were our top three. Intermonon, Southside, Broad Ripple. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Uh, Super close behind. So three, four, and five in League Two, separated by 0.6 points. Less than (laughs) 0.6. Wait, sorry, real quick. Just because I think that this is true, but I'm bad at math and have like, we've been talking a math number, so I phased out a little. This is for the last promotion spot, right, is what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Yes. You're not just talking about the next three teams. No, you're talking about is... the third spot to be promoted into League One. Yes. Yeah, that is completely accurate, Carrie. So, Broad Ripple, 17.702. Sporting White River, 17.640. Oh Garfield AC, 17.170. So the outlier here I hate it, is Garfield. Yeah. You guys have so many ICF points. So you you have five, basically 5.2 ICF points. Broad Ripple has 2.7. They have literally like half as much. And then Sporting White River has 1.6. You have one fewer wins than the other themes. Yeah, but look at who we have beat who's above us in the table. Two of she the said four. what she said. It's true. Big. But regardless, like point less than 0.6 points. Yeah, that's that is nuts. insane. So that comes down to, you know, the last few weeks, but also ICF points. Like that is truly what makes the difference here. Insane. Wild. This is insane. And all of you have the full season remaining. So these three teams have all played seven games. And we do play Intermonon still the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. And? Big. That's so yeah, that's what Cole was saying. He's gonna sit out our friendly yeah. the mm-hmm. last week or during Indy Cup. We also still have Upper Downtown, who I would not discount. And I will tell you, I might coming up. Two of these three teams still have to play each other. And who are those? Sporting White River and Broad Ripple still have to play each <gasps> other. I don't remember what week. It When's might that? be next watch. week. It might be the week after, Sporting but we'll White get River to that. Broad Ripple. Hmm. all right so a little bit of a gap to the next place we've got old north united with 12.6 points still i mean good team i think a lot of strides forward for them they had been towards the bottom of the standings the past couple of years 4-0-3 this year it's a very much a step in the right direction um, I'm forgetting what Matt Maples' hashtag, what built for promotion. Built for promotion. Um, they still could be. Absolutely built to improve. So mm-hmm. interested to see what they continue to do. Yeah. Built to, they beat us. All right. Then we've got Upper Downtown with 10.42 points. So still possible for them to get into promotion zone. They cannot win the league unless they do some Crazy stuff with ICF points, mm-hmm. which I don't like. I don't think it's possible, but like, I think still technically they can get up there. Then I think we do get to the statistically eliminated from promotion. FC Fountain Square, 6.6 points. Speedway City, 6.4. Midtown, 5.8. And Near East, 2.75. So... Changes from last week. Southside and Broad Ripple switched for two and three. Fountain Square and Speedway switched for uh, eight and nine, I think. There's not numbers. Correct. Thank you. Um, do we want to wait for Cole to return, or do we want to 
wholesome hashtag texts from Cole regarding well, some of his commentary on possible situations. So do we want to go through next week's games first? Brilliant. Give him some time. Okay. Yes. Are you guys tired of hearing me talk? I have it just pulled up in front of me. Go for it. Beautiful. I uh, love your voice. My not manager keeps texting me or not texting me. She keeps pinging me. This is what I get for using my work laptop. Uh, all right. We've got a number three, Broad Ripple City versus nine Old Speedway City, a.k.a. The City Derby. The City Derby. City Derby. I love it. I think this is going to be fun. I mean, mm-hmm. these, I think these are two fun teams, so I think they can have a really good time. I think, you know, my money is on Broad Ripple just because they are a very, very good They're soccer very good. team. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Speedway does have a couple wins under their belt, yeah. so they could do some weird shit. And they're two teams that play very different. Speedway plays very, or like, slow, kind of builds out at the back. Broad Ripple's very counterattacking, very quick. Um, so, you know, if Speedway was able to absorb Broad Ripple's attack and kind of make them play their game, they could struggle. Or if Broad Ripple just runs and is as quick as they are, it could give Speedway a lot of trouble. So it's just going to depend who ends up playing whose game. Yes. Love it. Go on. We've got round two of the Compass Cup. (gasps) The Compass Cup. Did you realize this is the Compass Cup week? I did. We have... Six Old North versus two Southside. Um, and just a reminder, the Compass Cup encapsulates all of encapsulates. the teams. I know. All <laughs> the teams that are the cardinal direction. So North, South, and East. R.I.P. Real West. Um, it's not R.I.P. It's just see you later. They'll be back. Um, <laughs> Who says that? Mr. Rogers or something? I don't know. I thought that was somebody's quote. That was definitely not Mr. Rogers. But They're like, this he's is like, goodbye. Won't you be my neighbor, is, which is yeah. also appropriate for this league and this podcast. Yeah. You know, that's in the intro or intro music or ending music. Earlier, oh, did yeah. you? Yeah. Earlier in the year, we battled uh, Near East. We beat them by an amount of goals that I don't remember at this time. Near East and, and Old North still have to play the last week of the season. Yes. So Southside wins, or more than likely, this game is tied um Southside will move oh, you think we're going to tie no if it, oh. we do tie oh South- I thought you said if we more than likely tie no um if Interesting. if we tie we will more than likely hold on to the compass cup if we lose compass and cup. old north defeats near east at the end of the year they'll get it Jason where is the compass cup who won it last us us should be here then. It's not in my home. I don't believe we ever received it. I'd check is with uh, Mableton FC. Is it a physical trophy that actually exists? Yeah, and it had little soccer balls in it. What? Mm, I had one and it went to Real West the first year, but it never came That's back. That's what I'm saying. I don't think we got it back. Well, that team doesn't exist right now, so, so how guess do we what? get it back? I have one. Because so. Mableton has I it. I want it. Mableton, answer for yourselves. Stop stealing trophies. Don't put a mustache on it either. We know. All right. Like we did it. <laughs> Moving on. Really interesting kind of middle of the table mix. Five Garfield AC versus seven Upper Downtown. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Some intel we will be missing. Um, our journey lady defense woman, Haley Boer. She'll be not here this week. I told her to stop bringing me down in our sports center <laughs> group chat. <laughs> Be gentle with Jenny. Uh, we will be gentle with everyone because that's Please kind do of not injure are. her further. <laughs> yeah, that game should be really interesting. Um, can't wait to see what happens. 
Hopefully Liam is back so that we don't have to panic about goalie stuff again. Though Chope did Beautiful. an excellent job. Chope, you're welcome to be in goal anytime. Go for it. Um, We've got a number eight Fountain Square versus number four Sporting White River. So Fountain Square, like I said, out of promotion zone. There is no chance unless they do, like I said, wild shit with ICF points. But much like Garfield AC at the end of last season could play a spectacular spoiler for promotion. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, Intermonon's got one loss in the league, and it's to Fountain Square, Fear the Fountain. Oh, Um, yeah, in regular season play. And after, you know, they called them a glorified bike trail, um, who knows what they've got up their sleeve for White River. Um, Could be, could be fun. I can't wait. All right, and speaking of the bike trail, we've got number one, Intermonon, versus number 10, Midtown FC. I don't really have any thoughts on that. I think I think I have a feeling how this is going to go. I would be very surprised if it went a different way. I think it could be interesting, but I think it's going to be a run-of-the-mill game for Intermonon, and they're going to get three more points and stay at the tip-top of the table. It is a battle of beautiful super kits. The, the battle facts. of beautiful super kits. Absolutely. Um, and Andy provided some gossip, not about last week's game, or not about last week's game, but the week before. He said that they once scored by banking it off a defender on a throw-in. So they threw it off the defender and it went into the goal. Oh. He said they tried wow. it again later, but the defender ducked and it went in, but that doesn't count. Uh, not something you see every day. Oh. Fascinating. Thanks, Andy. Andy's always like one of the first people to respond when we ask for gossip. I love it. Thanks, Andy. So, He's ready. He's so Monon, ready. they may try to play a little basketball with you, just so you know. Sneaky tall team. Uh, who wants to tell me what our upcoming interleague showcase presented by at uh, Properties is? I have a feeling it's it is Hallville versus Near East it United. Is. Oh, man, what a team of great people who I like. Versus? Both. Oh, okay, good. Okay, Jason. <laughs> Jason, will you be playing in that game? Are you off playing right now? What are you doing? No, we he's probably going to be refing it or something. Probably, and then, or standing at the front asking people about if they listen to podcasts or not. I will accept all of those options. Yeah. So a really exciting game's coming up again. Quite, you know, a lot of... Yes. Potential people trying to stay out of the relegation zone, people trying to get into the promotion zone, people trying to spoil people from being in the promotion zone, people trying to send some people down to League Two, don't want to play them again. So it's going to be an interesting week, and we're going to know a lot after this week. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Kyle's breakdown of if this happens, then this could happen. Math. Math. I'm roughing field four, so whoever that is. Uh, We're on that side. Let me look. Should we... Field five, not us. Mm. Oh, wait, who's on field four, though? Oh, I don't know. It won't tell oh. me. I just looked at my the sports engine. I'll find out when you guys find out. So, <laughs> so promised I'd talk about it later. So this is me talking about it later. ICF points. Oh, yeah. How do you earn them? So I don't there's know. one... There's only really one way to, like max out quickly or get a bunch of points quickly and that is through volunteering 
if you organize an event for your team, if you go to like a neighborhood cleanup, community cleanup, you'll go to an organized event. That is a really easy way to get a large sum of points very quickly. You can also get, you know, little bits like you have more control over your volunteer points and that's awesome. So do what you want to do with it. Social and transit, it's a little bit more locked in, obviously. Transit, you only get from, you know, going to games. That doesn't count towards social opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then social, that is after parties, 11 games, anything else? Those are, sometimes there's like additional watch parties or something. Yeah. But I think for the remainder of the season, which again, three more weeks, basically, there are limited opportunities so you're going to have social opportunities at the end of every game. Go to your after party. You get twice as many points for going to the league after party. You get half as many points if you go to just some random bar. Don't worry about it, Cole. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, you also get social points for going to 11 games. Yes. There are only three remaining 11 games. Oh, boy. One of which is today when you're listening to it, if it's One Wednesday. of which is Wednesday of this week, a.k.a. August 9th. So figure it out. Uh, If you don't go to that one, there's only two more Saturday games. So Mm -hmm. those are your opportunities for social. Oh boy. You can't like. One of which being being November, September 2nd. The day the the points are due. The last day points are possible. Yes. Shit. Shit. Which means you would, what? That means you have to. We're not going to be there, dude. Okay. I don't, I don't, I'm, it doesn't, it's not about me. (laughs) You have to submit them that night. That it's okay. Night. Yes. They will not be accepted. I'm lo- we're locking it sh- we're locking it down. Not about Is that me, the Thursday of me. Labor Day? Yeah. I no, will also Saturday. not be here. Saturday. Oh, I can surely find cell phone reception and there's enough time to submit my points by then. We don't have anyone coming in. Valid. Um, <laughs> okay, I went to one. Cole, we have wrapped up talking about next week's games last week's games, but we did leave some space for you to talk about some of the implications for scenarios in league two. If you want no pressure, we already talked about some of the possible outcomes. Like there's a few teams that are, you know, super likely to not go up. There's five teams with five teams fighting for three spots. And one of them seems locked in. Is that what you said? That's you Monon. Monon's pretty much locked in. Yeah. Well, and then there's four teams for two more spots. Garfield, Spring River, Broad Ripple, and um, Southside Soccer Club. And the, just because I said Intermonon's likely to go up, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to win. It could definitely, like, the odds are the team that wins League 2 is going to be decided on the last game. Potentially the last Indy 11 game. It's that close. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. But there's... Another interesting thing is I said there's five teams. There's only two teams. Two teams have played one more game than the others. So Southside and uh, Intermonon have played eight games versus the... I got it all up. I got it all up. Dang it. <laughs> Isn't it insane how you can remember this? I got, you got Southside and Intermonon have played one more game than everyone else. So I believe was Intermonon plays their interleague showcase this week? Or is it next, next week? week? Next week. Uh, so it'll be the same, but then the last two weeks of the season, a team likely in first or a team in the top five will not play a game and 
massive things can happen. We saw earlier in the season when Old North was like four and one, and they were in like third, and they didn't play. They played their interleague showcase. They dropped like sixth just because the teams around them played. So we don't necessarily know. It's I mean the other teams have it in their possession. Like it's all up to them. Southside could win out and still not make it because we play one less game and the other teams are two points behind us. There's three teams, two points behind us. They could win out and do that. I mean, some of them might play each other, but we don't need all of them to do that. I mean, we could go down as far as five or depending on intermodal, we could win. So like there's five teams that could win the league, three, five teams that could get promoted. It's pretty crazy. Makes me want to throw up. Thank you, Cole. Any other thoughts? I got word on the street is Martindale is potentially going to submit ICF points. <gasps> that would be... They can only do it for like... I, I gave them... Current stuff. I, I said that they could submit this week and last week. I said, we're not doing a full season catch-up for you because I can promise you, you got no idea how many people went to the after party three weeks ago. You have no idea how many people did transit three weeks ago, let alone 10 weeks ago. So, kind of gave them an extra week, which I gave most people uh, that were late to submitting, but... Yeah, that's that's the rumor on the street. We'll see if it actually happens. I hadn't gone through by, well, hadn't gone through yet, but uh, maybe. Fascinating! Wow, Shelby. Racing? No, we haven't. Not talked yet, about racing. We've only been talking. I think about we're done with soccer. I think we're done with the business, business, business. I think we're done with the business side of this podcast. Let's do the fun stuff. All right. I'm gonna get a beer while he's talking about. Can I have what, another one too? What? So let's talk about what happened today up in Michigan. Talk I didn't watch it. it, so you got to tell me. about it. So I have no idea. NASCAR, live. NASCAR was in uh, Michigan this week. They got rained out yesterday with mm-hmm. 25 laps left to halfway. And if for those people know, NASCAR, if you get halfway, the race is official. So they were 25 laps short, couldn't finish in the day, so they had to pick it up today. There was thoughts that there was going to be enough rain today that they might have to race on Tuesday. Mm. So we got a Sunday, 75 laps, and 125 on Tuesday. Luckily enough, they got it in today. Uh, green flag at uh, like 1230. And Christopher Busher. Oh, he doesn't like to be called that. Chris Busher. Chris Busher. He listened and he would have texted won you. This week. Well, we're going to be gonna be an indie. Uh, <laughs> he, Chris Busher won this week back to back. It's the first time the number 17 car has gone back to back since like 2005. That team has owned He's the 17. Back to back twice they won now? The same guy. Wow. Busher. That's so, great for his points. Chris Busher. Yeah. So he was he was going to be in on points, but now is in off back to back wins and looks like he might go win a. Like, I mean, he. this is a guy that for a couple of weeks ago looked like on the outside looking in, just hoping to make the playoffs. And now he might get to the second round of the playoffs and who knows what happens there. Uh, but. Uh, a lot of racing going on in Indy this weekend. You know, a lot of us are going to races. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing the trucks race at Lucas Oil Raceway Park. Trucks on Friday, okay. the eleventh. We are going to the Indy Car Race wow. on Saturday at IMS. Yeah, and we Indy are going car. to the NASCAR race at IMS on Sunday. NASCAR. There's two races on Saturday. Right? We are not going to both races. We're not, but they're happy. There are two. It's a doubleheader Saturday. We value our sleep, our <laughs> livers, and I want to see my baby. He's pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. 
Uh, what happened in Nashville this weekend, Jason? A fight. I don't know. Made oh, that well, up. Like, well, it really? Can we talk about the riverboat like fight? He was about to fight some people. Can somebody tell me what happened on this riverboat fight? I can. Please. <laughs> well, Not- put a pin in it. Okay. Jason, what happened in Nashville? Nashville IndyCar race. Um, everyone thought it was going to be Crashville for the third year in a row. Crashville. But there wasn't very many cautions hmm. until the right at the very end of the race. Um, Kyle Kirkwood. He did. Won the second Kirkwood. race. The namesake. Um, <clears throat> best driver on uh, Team Andretti. Oh. <laughs> oh, damn. I do have to say, watching him, I, mean, I, I watched him on Fast. Wins. I watched him on Fast Friday, and I was like, he's really going to dazzle us at, at the Indy 500. But I guess he's won two street circuits. Yeah. So. Um, and his tire was in the parking lot. Yeah, then his tire was in the parking and lot. And lady got a new car. There was some concern with gas mileage at the end, and it was kind of saving. Was Pelot going to have to pit with a few laps left? And then the cautions came out, and he was able to hold on to third. Newgarden got four, so Polo increased his points lead. And, uh, yeah, we'll probably walk away with it this is year. It un- is it unreachable? No, not quite yet. But You have to, like, not, not finish for, like, five weeks in a row? Well, there's not even that many races. Okay, you're saying it's not mathematically over yet? It's not, but Polo has Dixon-style luck this year, so I think it pretty much is. I don't think anything he's doing is luck, bud. If you've watched Dicks in the past years, yeah, no. I mean, it's not really luck. It's like driving through an accident and not getting Oh, okay. It's him in Toronto driving around the last 20 laps with his nose cone dangling and never falling off. It's that kind of luck that's going to get him through this year. But, no, he's very fast and hopefully on his way to F1. Yeah. But, uh, other big news from IndyCar this week is Grosjean mustache. Um, no mustache. He looked, did cut that off, though. But so he decided looks, not to participate in ICF's mustache contest, which teams, don't forget, is going on right now. Grow mustaches. Go on. What's the plug I was looking for? Go on, Grosjean. Um, do we oh. want... Interesting thing for Friday. There's a lot of tickets still available at the for the trucks race. Uh, Shane Van Ginsbergen mm-hmm. is going to make his oval debut, debut in Indy. Uh He's basically really liked NASCAR when he won the Chicago race in his first race ever. He said he wants to come and race here full time next year, but everyone's like, you've never raced in an oval. Like uh, he's racing, he's racing a dirt oval, never an asphalt cement, whatever you want to call it oval. So he's kind of out to prove something in Indy, which would be interesting because it will also be a playoff race for trucks. The first round, like the first race of playoffs. So people are gonna be winning to get in. And I don't think, um, I don't think that Cup or uh, Xfinity drivers are allowed to race in the playoffs because it would implicate like who wins. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of a Cup driver, but he's not actually. So he's allowed to race. So it's going to be a lot of trucks guys and this guy yeah. who potentially has no idea what he's doing, but probably does. He's got to get he's got to get his elbows out there because trucks are a lot. A lot rougher than. I mean, he's going to have to sharpen those top. bows because we're going to have. He's going to get his first short track in a truck, and mm-hmm. then he's going to have turn one at Indy. At Indy, which is five wide on a road that's like one and one and, and a half. I'm sure he'll be there on Saturday watching uh, Scott mm. McLaughlin in IndyCar as well. So, uh, doesn't the 
IndyCar race go the opposite way of the Xfinity race? No, it's all the same. Oh, this time is all the same? Yeah. Don't they do one race is one way and the other race the other way? Just the oval and the road course. Got you. Oh, so the road course is always the opposite way of the mm-hmm. road. Yep. Uh, Women's World Cup. Who wants to recap that? I was up for it. Was I the only one? No, I, I woke up and my phone just kept buzzing. And I couldn't figure out why, and it was a shootout. So I watched the PKs. Oh. Well, I woke up. My alarm was for 5. I woke up at 5.20. I guess I had my alarm on 20% volume. So it's like, hey, you missed your, vo- you missed your alarm. Do you ever get that notification? Gotcha. Well, that's cool. Uh, so, but I had definitely had to for 5 a.m. Uh, I was originally going to go sleep in the basement because I didn't think Shelly wanted to get up. She's like, no, I'll get up. Slept through the whole thing. But I did wake her up for PKs. Listen, I woke up three times during that game. Mm-hmm. I also, I woke up like either right before or right after 5 a.m. But I don't think I really realized what was going on. And then you I were out of it the whole you time. were not up mm. and so i was like oh i don't think he wants to be up so i went back to sleep i woke up like 20 minutes in or something fell back asleep i think i woke up one more time fell back asleep and then woke up for pks the women played fantastic they dominated the game sweden is a team that likes to win off corners they are a very tall country they are <laughs> the inner monons of, of the world they're sneaky tall but like their whole game plan is to get pressure on on the wings and then try to cut in knowing they likely won't put it across in if they can if not get a corner u.s held in only three corners i think it's the lowest sweden's had in a long time u.s dominated possession they dominated the opportunities couldn't score went to pks um wait before it got to pks usa for whatever reason and this is basically going to decide if the coach keeps his job or not. Did not use any subs. Basically all tournament. One or two subs a game. There's games that they didn't use subs at all. And he played the same people the next time. You're playing games every four days. You need to have subs. Mm-hmm. And it's usually the team that wins the World Cup is that's the deepest team that can get through the group stage by spreading out the workload. Uh, but what happened was... They didn't use subs. USA was drained and it bit them. They were the dominant team, but they didn't have the legs, the mental fortitude, not because they're not mentally strong. These are the most mentally strong women US has, but they just, their bodies were so depleted to the point where your mind goes. When I played hockey, they would say the mind's the first thing to go. So if you strengthen your mind, you're going to be better. Like you're going to be a better player. Mm -hmm. So my book club that reads only historic nonfiction because most of us have master's degrees in history that we don't use. We <laughs> also learned that lesson in our book about the Donner Party. Oh, nice. The mind is the first thing to go. Is that, was that like murders? Cannibalism in the mountains. Yeah. Mm, okay. Mine's first thing to go. So that's backed up by science and cannibalists uh, and hockey players, but uh, they just didn't have it and get to the PKs, which there's no better way. I can't think of a better way. They've already played overtime. They played two, 30 minutes. No one could score. But it, it's always a shame that it has to come down to PKs. Uh, U.S. were up. They had the advantage. Two people that we would think would score did not score. But that's just how it happens sometimes. I mean, we saw with England that they had the exact same situation. They had multiple players, Rashford, Saka, that did not score. 
but they came back stronger. Harry Kane, England's all-time leading scorer, missed a PK in this World Cup. Uh, they're going to come back. It's just a shame. You know, U.S. has never gotten lower than third, worse than third at a World Cup, and they're out in the round of 16. It's tough. Um, but super proud of them. I mean, I mean, I don't think this is unfair to say or not real, but like Americans as a whole doesn't give a shit about women's sports. But we were all united on like sporting these women. And I think that that is like, there are future generations of women and girls now. People aren't even born. That'll benefit greatly from this team. The passion that we had, the just like the sense, like the focus we have on women's sports. I mean, we're launching the USLW League in it's going to have so many more women that are able to play sports further on. I just hope that we are all of our support behind the women was not just because they were winning. And that's like an American thing. We are the best. We're the best. Um, but it's just around the collective of women that are good representations of who we are as people, who we want to be and that are out there exceeding expectations. So hopefully expectations go down a little bit. Uh, we got to the round of 16. Germany did not. Canada did not. Uh, there was another team that did not, but that were like favorites. There's going to be a new champion, and now it's on us. To, Brazil did not. Brazil did not. Now it's on us to focus on the grassroots. This was a uh, women's team that was a kind of an intra-generation. There was the last generation and the new generation coming in. A lot of people that played their last game for USA in that game. So let's see what we can do. We have four years figured out, and uh, I'm excited. Those are my thoughts. Kind of stole the whole mic, but now, do you want to talk about how it actually ended? Uh, the millimeter, millimeter. No, we're American. We use inches. There's there's no inch that can describe that. Zero, 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 zero inches. One uh, thirty second of an inch, yeah. maybe one sixty fourth. I saw a great tweet that morning when I woke up that said. The metric system gets us again. <laughs> I also saw that same tweet. But um, also, like, how many pixels were in that screen? If we had an older screen, that would not... If there was less pixels on that screen, that would not have been a goal. Yeah. On the VAR screen? Yes. If there was less pixels, that would not have been a goal. Give if that a was a TV with the back... 16-bit VAR. If there was 16-bit VAR, that was... I mean, that would have been on the line, 100%. Yeah. And I saw a different statistic from throughout the, the whole tournament with the amount of shots that the U.S. had and only 1.87% of simulations do they score that few amount of goals as they scored. They had a ton of shots. They just didn't go in. And that sucks. <laughs> Kyle, do you want to... Wait, one thing to add. The, the, the goalie for Sweden. She's the backup at Chelsea. She's not even, she doesn't even play. Like she's our Matt, like basically Matt Turner, who mm -hmm. was a backup at Arsenal. Now he's starting goalkeeper at Nottingham for us. But she was the backup going into the World Cup. She didn't play regular minutes. And she put an entire country on her back. Like we can be like, oh, we fucked up and like we didn't win. But like, it's also good to say like, you know, they mm -hmm. went above and beyond. Like mm -hmm. she deserves a lot of credit. I mean, when we were... Think how happy as a country we were, like calling Tim Howard, like our, oh, yeah. like mm -hmm. to put, give, put him in the Pentagon or something because of like something with our the defense. Yeah, 
she did that and actually won the game for her team. Yeah. And now you got to think Sweden with Germany, Brazil, Canada, and the U.S. being out is the favorite. I mean, they're going to run into mm-hmm. a very tough Japan team. But their game plan is to win off corners. They are going to have a foot on every yeah. Japanese player. Yeah. Jap- Japan's going to have the possession. But if they can counter, Sweden likes to play the counter. If they can let Japan have possession, win on the counter, put crosses in, they are going to be a foot taller than all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going be interesting. Yeah. And I think there's also something to say out of this about the development of domestic leagues around the entire world for women's soccer. They have caught up. Like, there's no more we are the total best league in the world. Like, they, the European leagues have caught up. Um, obviously, you know, Japan's uh, in the round of, well, they're in the final eight now. Um, three African countries advance through to the final 16. People have caught up. And if, if we don't continue to invest in it, we're going to have a problem. We're going to have the same problem we have on the men's side, where we don't invest in soccer as much for whatever reason. And we start to get blown out of the water when we shouldn't be. So it's a huge thing for the U.S. Federation. Do you want to get the funding? Do you want to provide the correct support to the leagues and the country? Or do you want this to be about money? Because if you want it to be about money, we're going to get left behind. If you want to actually invest in it and put out a good product, well, then let's go win some shit. But it's up to them. Kyle, let's do a quick recap of your birthday weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I turned 24, gross, um, just to put, the, I know, well, I've, I started playing. You're also like the youngest one at this table, so yeah. watch your phone. Jason well, is like slowly dying inside I, right now. The reason I feel <laughs> old. You just is, made his back and his knees hurt. The reason I feel old is I started playing in Indy City football when I was 21, and now I'm 24, and it did, it feels like yesterday when I started, so that's weird. Okay, fair enough. Time is a cruel mistress. It is. But yeah, no, we did the ND11 game on Saturday. We watched them lose. Um, in ND11 news, they brought in a new defender whose name I've already forgotten. Um, but we'll see him Why play. are you looking at me like I was? I don't know. know. I was hoping someone else knew. Um, but no, I had you talk about Notice it. Notice nobody looked at me. <laughs> but the tailgate was a ton of fun. The game was a ton of fun. The weather held off, thankfully. Uh, mm-hmm. It was looking dark and stormy, but it held off. Um, then we went outside, well, outside, out to Mass Ave, um, had a couple Irish car bombs, a buttery nipple. Um, these are all different shots. God, I and don't miss being this 24? close to 21. It was a good time. Um, Sunday, just kind of hung out, friends and family, went to St. Joe's, who we've had a couple after parties at in the past. Um, good time, hung out. Yeah. Did you mention our matching t-shirts at the 11 game? Oh, yeah, we all had matching. Designed by Podmom Liesel. Yeah, we all had matching t-shirts. You can see them on the club Southside post. They're um, so fun. They're so good. People were mm-hmm. asking Cole where to buy the shirts. Yeah. What do they look Did like? Did you see them? Let Liesel talk about it because she... All the microphones go to Liesel. She's had no air and she's a Podmom and she designed these shirts and she's adorable. So... I love celebrating other people's birthdays. It makes me super happy to celebrate birthdays. So when Kyle, my favorite human in the world, had a birthday, I said, it's Indy 11 night, and you're obsessed with Indy 11, or Star Wars and Indy 11. I'm going to make a shirt. So I made us all shirts with the traditional 11 logo. 
the true 11 with the reds, the white star and the red circle. But instead of the red star and the, the red circle and the white star, it's the death star. And you I, didn't prepare me that Finn would have a matching one. It all Finn? started with Finn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a plan for Finn before there was a plan for matching t-shirts. So, this it, whole thing is too wholesome for my Lisa like, approached me like two influence. months ago and she's like, hey, there's going to be a Star Wars night for Indy 11. Can we dress up Finn? <laughs> I was like, do whatever you want. I wanted to dress up. So this really came to fruition at uh, when Southside hosted the after party at Behringer's. We're like... Hey, we're getting close to Kyle's birthday. Everyone was doing shots, a little intoxicated. Jesus Christ, yeah. And then they're like, let's dress Finn up as Baby Yoda. And I was like, it's going to be really hot to dress him up as Baby Yoda. As much as I would love to see him yeah. as Baby Yoda, that, that's just rough for the little dude. So I was like, well, I'm making Kyle and I shirts because it's my chance to get Kyle and I to match finally. And then it was, well, Finn needs a onesie. Well, then Cole and Shelby need a onesie so they can match Finn. As they are known onesie wearers. <laughs> the onesies. Was this part of the shots conversation? <laughs> no. Um, I don't know when you knew we were doing shirts. Last week. Okay. Yeah, the shirts had been in the making for about a month and a half. Um, so this yeah. has been a long time in the making. Yeah, I finally got to match you. Um, so yeah, it was a good time. I'm glad people really liked the shirts. They were super comfy. They were super easy to make. So shout out to Michael's clearance for the cool cricket vinyl pattern. Say they were also like quality shirts. Like Liesl, Liesl did not go cheap on us. I've heard she makes I always shirts. That is the rumor. I always get like when I make t-shirts, I'm getting like cheap shit. Cause I'm like, you're going to wear this once. And I know you're never going to wear this t-shirt again. So which is also because I don't have great design skills. Liesl does, uh, which is why people don't wear my shirts oh. multiple times. But these were quality. They looked good. The vinyl was even like really good. Like it's not going to start cracking as soon as you wash it. Like you can tell that it's actually good shit. So Such good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's is actually the best place to buy t-shirts. I think if you're making them because they sell Beautiful. the Hanes shirts. But I think I'm retiring from t-shirt making. I'm just going to leave it to you. I know we're, we're veering into craft territory. So I think I'm starting to break out. Thank God Katie isn't here. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine oh, how long Katie we'd be, be talking like, about Let me crafts? tell you about my latest quilt pattern. She'll hear this. Katie, I love you. And I'm proud of you for quilting. You make beautiful quilts. You beautiful do a beautiful quilts. job. But this is not a quilting podcast. This is a racing podcast. This is a racing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a racing and pickle. For race weekend? Um, you guys, no bachelor recap because i did watch it but i don't remember anyone's name since i haven't watched all week however probably half of them are wait is it mostly they were down to hometown so i think they're down to four now well is it women or men men contestants okay what Never i would mind. say is that brayden trey um no 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 Jacoby. let's see if i can remember a name Jacoby. colton i think there's an aaron um what i would say is that aaron Aside from the fact that I didn't take notes and I've already forgotten it because I had so much going on the past week, big news hit uh, Bachelor Nation yesterday, which is that Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick have broken up. They've called <gasps> off their engagement. I wish them both the best. I think they're both lovely people. I don't know them personally, 
but I feel like they just are. You know, sometimes you just know. Sure. Those um, were the random people I saw on Twitter getting yeah. unengaged <laughs> who I didn't know who they were. Was I retweeting it with sobbing faces? I don't know, but I went to both their Instagrams trying to figure out how they were famous, and I couldn't figure it yeah, out. Yeah, they're both um, former Bachelor. She was the former Bachelor rat, and from a previous season, he was a Bachelor second runner-up. I thought he would have been a great Bachelor. Um, they met on her podcast. She did close down her scrunchie line this year, which was my favorite scrunchie, which has also been devastating. Damn. Maybe that should have been the writing on the wall for me. Wow. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I wish them the best. Anyways, that's my Bachelor news. No recap, but I think we're watching again tonight, so maybe I'll have more. Beautiful. Goodbye. Okay, Any other updates? Uh, it's Cole Street's birthday next week. I guess it's not this week. It's next week. Is that on your calendar? Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. So is Kyle's birthday. Oh, man, what a good month for birthdays. Okay. Well, see you guys all on the pitch. That's how we can end these things. Yeah. See you there. See you on the pitch. See you on the pitch. Blood. Blood. Squad out. Blood. It's a beautiful. This episode of Indy City Football Live is brought to you by Turketti's in Indianapolis. Turketti's. Nobody beats our meats. Once the 87th most popular U.S. soccer podcast for one day in July 2022, this show is brought to you by an all-star cast of Indianapolis Super Volunteers. Executive producer, host, engineer, and editor, Jason Racefan Chisholm. Executive producer, show host, porch host, and bachelorette expert in residence, Carrie Slow Hockey on Grass Burge. Assistant to the producers, league analyst, and vice shadow commissioner, Cole For the Bush Street, Manager of the assistant to the producers and owner of the first legit city football tattoo, Shelby, that's really her name, Street. Executive producer, occasional interviewer, and league commissioner, Jordan, the ghost of Smoke Mountain Updike. Along with these Hoosiers and a litany of partners, sponsors, players, and random people who walked into the studio because they saw us on Twitter, this has been Indy City Football Live, created by the Pod Squad and brought to you by Turketti. Thank you. Have a good night. Be a good neighbor. Okay, wait. Before you push the button, I was in a whole bunch of photos that Fletcher Place tagged, and I looked like I was photoshopped into every single <laughs> one. Of them.